0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the 62nd episode of Final Fantasy Union. I'm your host, Daryl, and I'm here with Colin. Hi, guys! And Lauren. Hello! We've got another action packed show in store for you today, guys. Plenty of Final Fantasy news. We're talking about Final Fantasy 13 Part 2, Final Fantasy Type 0, Final Fantasy 15. Possibly Maybe. 15 versus. Maybe, yeah.
1: No, that one other Nova Crystallis title that's still under
0: the rock. <laughs> Type yeah. Type 1 as well. Oh yeah, yeah Type, type one. 1. And also Final Fantasy Brigade. I'm just going to get there. We're not actually going to talk about it, but it does exist. Yes. Square <laughs> Enix announced it, therefore it exists. Yes.
2: They announced it so much this week.
0: May
1: not see it, it for insane. maybe the next decade, but you know, just so you know, it's there.
0: <laughs> so yeah, we have a three-segment show for you guys today. We've got news and discussion, and then we've gone on to our burning question segment, and then we will have our question segment. Yeah! <laughs> yeah. So as always, Final Fantasy Union is part of the podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union and it's presented by the Gaming Union Network and TweaksMusic.com. If you are listening for the first time ever, and we're on episode 62 now, so you must have missed out on quite a lot. The show does come out on the iTunes store, FinalFantasyUnion.com. And Colin?
1: FinalFantasy-FXN.net
0: Yes. Yay! Before we go into news though anyone who listened last episode will remember that Colin really wanted to talk about something but his lips were tied and Lauren and was constantly it, trying to coax him
1: <laughs>
0: so now Colin is going to tell us all about his fantastic journey go Colin go fantastic journey which
1: started out in the morning on Vancouver no okay I'm going to skip that part
0: Square Enix (laughs)
1: flew me down, or me and my brother down, to LA to try out Final Fantasy XIII 2. The first hours of the game, the the entire game was open to us, so anything that we could play within those first three hours, I believe it was pretty much close to finished. So... Yeah, I played Final Fantasy XIII 2. It was epic. (laughs) A lot more epic than I thought it would be.
0: Daryl Dar- Dar- knows how like we much playing, I was kind of sceptical
1: about thirteen like, two.
0: Yes, Colin was very sceptical. I'm still a bit sceptical. Well, I, I'm i on that bordering. I want to be non-sceptical.
2: But still sceptical.
0: I, I think it.
1: you have to get your hands on the game to get rid of that scepticism. Yeah.
2: I think it's just that Chocolina. I think that's the reason why I'm still sceptical.
0: Chocolina is awesome. See, I knew- Colin would love Chocolina. She's wearing next to me. But uh, w- That explains it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Cosplay, yep.
2: Yep, there's going to be a ton of that.
0: Mm-hmm. Chocolate so yeah, Colin, yoga. I believe you also got to meet some uh, Final Fantasy personalities too. Uh,
1: yeah, Produ- the producer Yoshinori Kitase was there, as was the art director Isamu Kami Koku. I hope I said that right. Did you have a fun yeah, conversation would- with him? It was weird because it was a and a session and you mm-hmm. know how we used to do Q&As in at at E3 we asked the questions they answered they answered the questions but this was different because they asked for questions beforehand
2: Oh yeah and I heard about
1: we that We didn't act we didn't actually get to ask the questions on the floor they just So I just thought you list. just
0: sitting there listening Yeah oh, I just so I, w- I was
1: there recording the entire thing It was cool though we took photos of it- them and they gave us gifts <laughs>
0: what, what kind of gifts
1: They uh, they gave us a keychain and a t-shirt Wow
2: I remember one of our friends um was it alex he um he refused i think to give out the questions and then they like demanded them out of him when he got there (laughs) i think give us questions now he's like give it to him now
0: we need your questions
2: but yeah they they are not playing at all they are very very strict about what can be asked
0: yes but it's not as open as journalists sleeping around
1: It, it is their own event so they have more control over it yeah Oh, as a side note, I played the can't... 360 version of 132. How did it look? About as good as the PS3 version.
0: How were the cutscenes?
1: Uh, cutscenes were good. They weren't badly compressed ha- or anything like the first game.
0: They weren't. So no, they what weren't. we're saying is that they've made. And the that's game... another thing
1: because I think Kitase was saying that you know there's a lot more focus on in-game real-time events as opposed to CGI cutscenes.
0: They're being sneaky. Mm.
1: Uh, he was saying CGI cutscenes took up a lot of space on the disc whereas real-time events yeah. don't.
2: Yeah. Sneaky. It's such a mm. shame, though, since, like, Final but Fantasy that, that, was so built up on their CGI scenes.
1: Yeah, but the, I think the graphics are good enough now that it doesn't really matter.
2: That's true, too. But still, you I miss f- the pretty.
0: Compare Final Fantasy sevens cutscenes to Final Fantasy thirteens in-game graphics. <laughs> yeah, it's <that's>
1: true. <laughs> <laughs> and when you think about it, that's what the action-cinematic scenes sequences are for during the battles those quick time events. Makes it look like adventure. Yeah,
2: yeah. Oh well
0: Okay, so uh, that was Colin's fun adventure down to San Francisco No, not San Francisco, Los Angeles
1: <laughs> I wish it was San Francisco but yeah, I'll, I'll keep referring back to it as we talk about the news that we got for you.
0: Yes, so on to the news <gasps> We are going to mm-hmm. jump straight into some Final Fantasy 13 Part 2 news because Ooh. it's out in a couple of months it's out in so, January, yeah. it's out next um, month Not a couple of months Not for me, February uh, Well, it's like three days It's a month and a half, okay It's three days difference Anyway, so the first piece of news was that They, I guess they announced that Final Fantasy 13 Part 2 is going to be shorter than Final Fantasy 13. They said that the, they expect the average player to complete the game in about 30-40 to 40 hours Mm. Thought. I guess it's Thoughts. okay. I I'm not too bothered really. I mean, 13 took me about 45, like 40 to 45 I think. Mm. So it took me about 55, like,
1: but I grinded it a little bit.
0: Yeah, I think that's the whole thing. Like are they everyone plays these games in a really different way. So some people will spend ages grinding, other people won't.
2: Yeah.
0: Other people will and, just kind of like do as minimal as possible and try and get through it
1: think about it like this way you know, 13 not a lot happened and that was like 50 odd hours
2: <laughs> I think in like Final Fantasy 10 I think I spent about um 150 hours I think was my final score See, I so spent like, just, like 100 I did hours, did
1: about 160 hours doing FF12 but that's all the side quests and stuff like yeah. this is just yeah. a core cool story this I think is just a core cool story which that I think was is kind of their average.
0: justification for it yeah like, yeah. I mean, if you're playing through Final Fantasy and speedruns, you can do them, like the earlier ones, like 7, 8, and 9, you can do it in like 20 to 30.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, you know, I don't think 30 to 40 is a bad number. No. If it turns out that they have greatly exaggerated that, as is the case often when developers say, yeah, our game takes this long to play, and it ends up to be about to 25 run. hours, may yeah. not be too <laughs> amused, but I think the reason they've made it shorter is but, A, because they need to save space on 360, but B, because they are putting a lot more side quests and stuff this time.
1: Yeah, and you look at the way they designed the historical crux system, you can go back and forth within the game's timeline, and there's a lot more replayability there. And also yeah, think about multiple this endings. Way, where games like Mass Effect or Dragon Age, they think, take about, even Deus Ex Human Revolution, they take maybe 20-30 hours to finish, and that includes a lot of the side quests. So J- 30, yeah, JLPGs
0: 13.2 is still pretty good. JRPGs just have that... They're the only game genre now, really, that takes that amount of time.
2: Yeah. We all know that first-person And a lot of it has to
0: do with the way the leveling up system works. Yeah. It doesn't doesn't flow as naturally as many of the other games. Like Mass Effect, you may get... Well, yeah, I mean, like, all those games, (laughs) there will be stuff that is hard, but you never feel like you have to grind.
2: No. Which is what I like.
0: But I yeah, a lot of people like JRPGs for the fact that they have to grind. Like the grinding is a major part of the experience for a lot of people.
2: The grinding is just a minor inconvenience to getting a good story.
0: <laughs> I think like you know, that's why disguise is so successful, because you can grind and the levels you can achieve are insane. Yeah. Nine thousand nine hundred and ninety
1: nine, and then you can you can you can revert him back to one. Exactly. And yeah and you keep his abilities and do it all over again it's freaking amazing
0: <laughs> so yeah I, I'm I am i am not sure about this it depends we'll see what they do in the next one but 30-40 hours seems alright to me I think yeah. it'll be fine You know, from the 3 hours
1: right. from the 3 hours that I played the story seems a lot more focused and the pacing is a lot I mean better. I've
0: played other games like I remember playing a Fire Emblem game on the Gamecube and it was about 20 hours long and I was thinking what the hell like the story didn't even do anything
1: mhm I'll say this: it's not like it's not like the first game where you know it takes forever to get the story going. The story kicks off r- right from the start. <gasps> okay.
2: well that's at least that's good.
0: Hold with the spoilers, Colin. I know, My but it's seemed that way though. That,
2: but anyways.
0: Anyway, yes. Yeah, so the next piece of Final Fantasy Thirteen Part Two news we have is that Square Enix has signed a deal with Ubisoft for some reason of all people to have. Yes to to have Ezio well, Ezio's likeness effectively appear in Final Fantasy 13 Part 2. So the way it's going to work is that as one of the DLC packs you will be able to buy Ezio's Bro- Assassin's Creed Brotherhood costume which Noel No, can no, then Revelations wear.
1: costume. It's oh, sorry.
0: Revelations, one. yeah.
2: It's so weird. But, yeah, He's it, coming it, into yeah, everything. It it's just
1: weird. It's you know, I could understand the partnership between Kojima and Ubisoft. That was cool. Yeah. yeah, that was cool because both games are, you know, stealth-based games and Kojima outwardly said that he's a fan of Assassin's Creed. But then you get
0: this. It comes out of nowhere. Plus there's the soul- the Soul Calibur things happening now yeah. too. Yeah.
2: We just played that last night. We played as Ezio and um it was really cool. Like he he really fits in well with the rest of them.
0: But like this seems odd. Although, that-
2: with that being you said, know, I I do prefer Noel in the Assassin's Creed gear than I do him in his normal get-up. I think he looks see, a I ton manlier. I think that
1: no matter the amount of manliness from Ezio, it still can't change how androgynous Noel looks, even in the
0: outfit. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, it's, it's a cool bonus for sure, but bit... I don't think I'm going to pay yeah, for Yeah, I mean, the reaction's been mixed. There will be the people that are like, what the hell? Yeah. but there are the people that are like wow this is so cool I'm totally gonna buy this but see just- I like to
1: see I like and I'm sure Square Enix has it in my DJs haven't announced it uh, costumes from other Square Enix what like you mean people, like, like even like oh, um, yeah. Tomb
0: Ra- maybe a Tomb yeah. Raider out Tomb there. Raider for or, Sarah Deus Ex oh,
1: Hitman oh
0: imagine Noah and uh, Sarah in like suits I think <laughs> it's just it's more the fact that it's kind of weird like Squ- Sony have been doing it for quite some time now
2: yeah
0: and, like, Nintendo have been doing as well, like, you know, this whole street passing where you can buy yeah, elements. You know, from... they do,
1: but they do it in a way that makes sense. Yeah. This is just out of nowhere.
2: Yeah. Oh, well, I don't know. It's just complicated. It just feels like. It almost kind of feels like JRPGs, like, don't necessarily work with that sort of thing. Well, not, at least Well, not, with not this... true.
1: Like, J- I think JRPGs do work with DLC. It just depends on, like, what kind of costumes they Well, in.
2: imagine if um, Nathan Drake was the next costume that they announced. It just seems weird. Like it just Square Enix games just seem like they should be Square Enix games and
0: I think it works in games like Sony because it's usually in the multiplayer component and um generally anyone who plays in the multiplayer is pretty um generic anyway. I mean, yeah. You look at what they did with Dissidia. See? That that makes sense.
2: That makes sense because it's another Square Enix And thing then and you it's look Parasite games
1: like uh Tales of Tales of Grace's F, where they get a ton of costumes, and one of the bonus costumes was Ayubi Hamasaki's costume because she sings the theme song for the game.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. But Ezio,
0: <laughs> totally out of he didn't have his he doesn't have the hidden blades either.
2: No, that kind of stinks.
0: What if it was snow
2: stink. instead? If snow, it was a costume. <laughs> yeah, yeah see, snow,
1: snow had it because he he wears a trench coat anyway.
2: Yeah.
0: Anyway, right. So moving, moving away on. from Noel. <laughs> Uh, Colin, <laughs> take the next story, to please. His, to
1: his apparent arch ne- nemesis, uh, Kaya's Ballad? Square Enix reviewed some information about him. His full name is as I said, Kaya's Ballad, and it's actually pronounced as Ballad in the game, not Ballad or something else. It in the notes here, Daryl's put down lame name. <laughs> <laughs> well, it
0: is uh, like think who wants to be called Ballad.
1: It's well, true. maybe he's a, just a poetic guy. I don't know.
0: <laughs> he's the campest villain we'll ever have. All,
1: all, all I know is that he, he has an epic voice, and and his, his sword his, looks
0: the, like uh, soul calibre, yeah, demon blade. No, yeah, soul Calibur, soul edge. That's one soul edge.
1: Yeah, he used the Ragnarok blade. as an eye in the middle. Apparently, he has a hard and cold personality. But another thing that Square Enix reviewed was the fragment system. Uh, like throughout the game, there are 160 fragments that you can collect apparently to carry knowledge of past heroes not sure who these past heroes refer to since we don't know much about Oh well, are they now going to do, do like but... a
0: mind blown thing and say that every final fantasy up until now has see... been connected
1: <laughs> see, see thing they, they haven't weird. played that much on the law of 13 too, so when they say past heroes it's, I just scratch my head it's going to be yeah. like demon
0: souls where you're just picking up so, uh, soul of unknown hero.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apparently, apparently, collecting them unlocks like special powers that are different from your regular abilities. And hmm. I'm
0: sure there's going to be a trophy for that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Should be
1: fun. There's 160 of them co- to collect. See, it reminds me of the flags and feathers in Assassin's Creed. Yeah.
2: See, I think kaius Ballad's name would, you know, I could probably look over the fact that his last name is Ballad, but um, he does have purple hair.
0: Yeah, Caillou I mean, pur- is an awesome name for a villain.
2: It is. That's a pretty cool name. But the fact that they gave him purple hair as well is well, kind of
1: well. You know, okay. right. Look, look, look at it this way. Look at the past villains for uh, all the Final Fantasy games. You have Sephiroth, who white. is badass, white hair, badass. But you know, long white hair has his own very shampoo. effeminate, very effeminate. Uh, look at eight, Ultime eight, wow, well, uh, now nah, eight, eight is fine. Nine, <laughs> you have Kuja. Who it was?
0: But you um, did also a have Garland. He was pretty badass.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, true. yeah. That's that's true. And then you look at ten, and you have Seymour Guado. And... Ooh,
2: but no, ten had Jack. Ten, he was enough man yeah, for ten, all of us.
1: Ten had Jack, but he was. It also had Seymour.
2: Yeah, was, like, but he was a creeper, so it castrated him.
1: And Vane was pretty camp. Vane, yeah, Vane, Vane was a drama queen.
2: Mm. Maybe that's what he'll be. He'll be kind of like a um. A Kuja character, or um...
1: it's it's weird because from uh, what I play, he doesn't appear to be a Kuja-like character. He mm-hmm. actually seems like really like evil. not so much of evil villain, but like he has a purpose.
2: Do you think he'll be kind of like Yazoo in uh, Advent Children?
1: No, no, he 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 was not a man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he was not a man. <laughs>
0: I'm I'm really interested to see how it turns out because I think the uh, thirteen fell flat a bit because the villain was so faceless. Yeah, mm-hmm. and with the,
1: with this with Caius, it
0: actually. Although I think it's going to depend on who is supporting Carstar because if it's just him, I think that will be a hindrance uh, as well. Like it's
1: a, interesting because a lot of the times in the game he is seen with Yule, the little girl that's in the trailer.
0: Mm-hmm. So we're we thinking that she's going to be evil, like Denzel. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Denzel was pretty evil. He is evil. <laughs> Denzel. Right. So that's enough about thirteen part two. We're going to move on to some other controversial news. Ooh, Yay. ooh! Well, it got people excited for sure. Final oh, it got Fantasy. Me
2: excited.
1: Final Fantasy Type Zero's localization apparently big question mark here in the notes. Uh confirmed for a international quote unquote release. Mm-hmm. And. The original, like the original news story that we put up, came from a translation on Vandal.net, and it was translated uh, thanks to uh Benaz on our side. She knows Spanish, and apparently Kitase had confirmed that they were gonna localize Type Zero for North America and Europe. But then the translation got edited, and it was later confirmed in the Ultimania guide that an international version is being worked on but my concern is that they are using the word international as opposed to a western release
0: it, I mean the first thing that popped into my mind was that if Square Enix were going to announce the western version of Final Fantasy Type-0 why would they not tell westerners why would they announce it in a Japanese strategy guide it, it mm. doesn't make any sense to me no
1: plus they use the word international according to the translations and all the other public publications that uh, posted the story
2: I don't know When I first heard it My My heart just Started pounding And I was I was getting it did. really same, happy Same with mine I was so I was happy like, When I yes! read that
1: Type 0 finally And then it hit me International And When international Is associated with Final Fantasy It's always been The Japan only yeah. International release. It's
0: just, just There's we, we finally have A little bit of information And everyone's Absolutely jumped on it And I think there's a lot Of Um hope more than fact being spread out there mm-hmm. which is a bad thing Um I'm yeah. I, until I hear something official from Square Enix I am not going to get my hopes up about this
2: yeah because I feel like um with this news being released now if they don't produce it a lot of people are going to be really upset
1: I have a feeling that they were referring to the international release in Japan
2: <laughs> but still like Not everybody can, not everybody really knows about it. Like, not everyone really knows about um, stuff in the past with international versions because, well, like, I didn't know, I didn't know that there were international versions of certain um, Final Fantasy games until, like, way late in the game when the internet, I I was finally able to use the internet myself. And that's the only time when I learned about it. And um, then I started realizing it's more of like a final mix version of like Kingdom Hearts, exactly. But um,
0: like uh, the final tuning.
2: So for people who are you know just coming into it, they're just kind of like, oh well.
0: International clearly means outside of Japan. Yeah, wrong. It's like the (laughs) World Series. Japan only.
2: It's like what did they not learn from the World Series? The 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 World Series is not the world. The World Series is just America like come on
0: yeah I have a bone to pick with that but let's not go there <laughs>
2: <laughs> but it's the same thing
0: yeah Um. so we will let you know if we hear anything else hopefully we do in the near yeah. future if it is going to come true I reckon Square Enix will announce it next year Um. possibly in at the uh, first production again that's event. Japanese though well it's-
2: that was a thing that was what they said wait I, I remember specifically because I I actually did this this story for the main site and I remember specifically that they said that... Um, or maybe maybe that was just somebody's opinion. That might have just been somebody's opinion. Because they said something about how even though... Um, even though Square Enix had been very skeptical in the past about releasing the PSP version... Uh, the PSP game outside of Japan. I remember that specifically. I'll have to look it up. But um, I remember that article specifically saying that. About... Um, yeah just about that
0: about yeah okay.
2: well i just pretty much said it so well we'll see i think yet. in time square enix <laughs>
0: will have to say something sooner or later yeah they have to i mean there's gonna be so much pressure on them oh yeah but anyway but with the ps vita coming out yeah that's ugh. true Jim. on that note uh lauren would you like to hear the next story
2: okay um the next story is kind of just shifting towards square enix in general um Square Enix aims to shorten the development time of the next Final Fantasies. Um, Kataze says that Final Fantasy XIII took too long to release. And um, he kind of wants it to work kind of like uh, Call of Duty and Assassin's Creed, where they kind of release a, a new game every year.
0: I'm sure that when he said that, Final Fantasy fans around the world were like just trying to kill themselves. I
2: know, when he compared it to Call of Duty. But, I mean... If they if they were able to make it work where they had, like, in the past, when they had, like, one team was working on this game and then the other team was working on this team, they they yeah. could pull that, it off. And that's they, the
1: thing. They, they, they do have that system. It's just yeah. that the leads on the teams are collaborating on
0: each game. Yeah, that's the that's problem they thing. have at the moment. Well, it's not even that. It's the fact that the teams are collaborating on products that aren't even Final Fantasy. So, like, yeah. you've got Nomura's team that are just doing so many things they don't even know where whether they're coming or going or not. And you've got like Tabata's team who don't necessarily do Final Fantasy. They just kind of go where they need. Well, see, Tabata's team right now, he said he's not doing
1: anything at all <laughs> after, since Type Zero was done. But he, type, well, Type One. Well, we'll get to that later. But he says he wants to do a, a third birthday sequel. But at the moment, he's doing
0: nothing. So oh my gosh. what Square Enix are doing their resources? Who knows? Who know. knows? Yeah. But I mean, like the whole thing. You should, like, obviously Final Fantasy eight, six through ten.
2: Mm -hmm. came
0: out in like the span of like five or six years yeah and that was like a really really good time for gaming and the problem that's happened now is that you've got the companies that are doing it you've got you've got activision who are pumping out a game every year you've got Mm -hmm. ea who are doing it for many of their franchises now the problem is that the games aren't different enough from each other yeah Mm mm-hmm and like uh, Call of Duty's been the same exactly.
1: since Modern Warfare and I mean they've got two uh, different developers
0: uh, working on it but Treyarch just tried to copy what Infinity War did
2: Yeah.
0: It, Assassin's Creed is a little bit different because they have like six teams working on it it is and like but I feel that we're obviously different in opinion about this Colin but Revelations didn't quite scratch the itch for me but you know they'll have another chance to do it again next year I'm sure
2: yeah, I mean, this was sort of a transitional phase anyway. It's, Not everybody's know, happy about Ezio I I beating. just don't
1: think Square Enix has the manpower to do it. They you really know, Unless don't. They, they give the games to, say, idols or IO Interactive. Well, Wait. that's
2: why I'm kind of wondering about this whole move from um, Japan to Montreal, because they opened up the Montreal thing. But it seems but, like they're just doing Hitman stuff over there. Yeah, you know,
1: and Square Enix... They're leaving the
0: Western developers to do their own thing. I know. It seems interesting because it seems those Square Enix are really trying to shift their focus over to the West. Like they're not too concerned with the Japanese games anymore. I feel that in su- it's going to be quite soon that they're going to give Final Fantasy to a Western studio. Not necessarily maybe not with the main series game, but a I, spin-off possibly, yeah. just to test the waters.
2: Yeah. I'd be fine with Type Zero or the Type Zero series, if they could keep making those and actually produce them in the West. I would, I would settle for that.
0: I just feel as though that they they internally think that Japan just doesn't offer them anything anymore because even Dragon Quest, like. There is a lot of scepticism about Dragon Quest and there is never skepticism about Dragon Quest really. I mean, there was the whole thing about nine where they said we're gonna change everything and then everyone said they hated it and then they remade the entire game. I don't think they do that with ten. They're gonna I think they're just gonna go, Well, this is it, like it or lump it. Yeah. And I think they're gonna lump it. But <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Um I don't know why it's taken them so long to realise that they need to keep their development t- titles shorter than like six years though.
1: Mm-hmm. But, you know, even... I, I think an annual release of Final Fantasy is a bit too much. Yeah. I, I liked how they did it with, with uh, the PlayStation era. Mm-hmm. Like, I think right now how they're doing it with 13.2 is good. You know, every two, every two years they release a Final Fantasy title.
2: They're just really spreading themselves way, way, way too thin. They really need to buckle down and get some it's organization. Just, I
0: think it's just the... Think, things have become very regimented. Like you had 7 in 97 and then you had 8 in 98 but then 9 was 2000. But then
2: you didn't you just had you just had the regular like Final Fantasy games. You exactly. didn't have Final Fantasy 13 2, you didn't have verses and I think that's what's really screwing them up cuz they're just being like, you know, oh, but we stopped the juggle this project, but we can't risks well, on Kingdom Hearts and we can't like it's just getting way too confusing. and I would hate to work in that all. They have
0: too many franchises. They too you know, finals. I think they just need to not
1: announce them. So yeah. soon—that's the one just... thing. Because if you look at if you look at the time dif- difference between Oblivion, like Elder Scrolls IV: Oblivion, and Elder Scrolls V: Skyrim, it's been five years. Yeah. yeah.
2: Or maybe they should take a leaf out of like Rockstar's um, book because they have a lot of they have a lot of friend like they have a lot of games that they can produce. I mean, they have Max Payne, they have Grand Theft Auto, and now they also are. Th- considering Bully the, as well. They do
0: it slightly differently though because I, I feel that they aren't necessarily reliant. Like, they their games sell bucket loads. Yeah, so, you know, they can say... Like, with Max Payne, they said, we're shelving it until we feel that we can make another Max Payne game that does the franchise justice. And they do that with every franchise. As soon as they release a game, they shelve it until they think they can come back to it, which is what they do with Bully as well.
2: But I think they should do that with Final Fantasy, honestly.
0: The problem is, though, that the fans would just go crazy. And this is like mm-hmm. the situation that Capcom have found themselves in right now, because they haven't announced Resident Evil Six. And mm-hmm. in the past, they used to go four years between every Resident Evil game. Yeah, which is in today's standards, is a massive period of time. Yeah, because it's just unheard of to go that long, and which is why everyone is so up in arms about Versus Thirteen taking so long, because it's just ridiculous. Time just seems to go faster now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't for some reason back in in the past people just weren't as aware of it yeah like they didn't have as much uh, resources they didn't have all this media shoving stuff down their faces like if you heard of a game coming out it was usually a surprise it was a nice yeah. surprise whereas now everyone's like where is it where's the next one i want it now
2: yeah i think i think people have gotten way too spoiled lately i think people have gotten way too um demanding of Of titles, so they're not necessarily getting the titles that they want, they're getting the titles that you know they're getting, they're just getting half assed titles, so to speak. And it's like, well, what more do you want me to do? Like, I don't have enough time in order to come up with a mass another masterpiece. You have to kind of give me time in order to do that.
0: I think that's the it's it's kind of the western because the westerners have have taken over to agree, it's that kind of we've got to try and make as much money as possible mentality. Whereas I know. <laughs> it's the capitalist yeah, mentality. Yeah, because
2: it's j- so... It sucks. I hate that. When
0: Japanese developers were kind of leading the way, there wasn't this whole... There wasn't this whole um, emphasis on pumping out as money as possible. It was, you release it if it's good enough. Mm-hmm. And if it's not good enough, you don't. Yeah. And if you do have to wait a while until you see it, then people... You would wait. Yeah, like... Mm-hmm oblivion is is the perfect example actually carlin because i heard nobody demand like no one was going where's the next oblivion where's the next oblivion because they released fallout and fallout just took everyone's attention away exactly and then they handed off fallout new vegas to another to another developer but because of that everyone kind of dismissed it anyway Mm -hmm. but it still turned out to be a decent game just tons and tons of bugs but like bethesda as a game studio they hardly release anything yeah and when they announced Skyrim everyone was going absolutely mental
2: and now everybody's
0: they they only announced that last year the VGAs exactly it's taken like Uncharted as well like everyone knows it's going to be two years but that's the thing like everyone now has got stuck in those cycles like you know every year that you're going to get now there's going to be a Medal of Honor or Battlefield game there's going to be two Need for Speed games by the look of it you're gonna get an Assassin's Creed game. You're gonna get a Modern Warfare game. You're gonna get FIFA. You're gonna get your sports games. Mm-hmm. You know there's gonna be a Halo game. Um, you know that there's gonna be ex-Sony franchises coming out. You know that Nintendo are probably gonna pump out Mario game every year. There's gonna be a Zelda title, either on the Wii or the 3DS. There's not really not any... a Wii U. Yeah, I mean, there's the whole sub- the the surprise element is kind of gone, and the the there aren't any. Because we're the generation's been going so long, which is not something we're used to either. Yeah. People are so hesitant about making new IPs, mm-hmm. which I think is also a bad thing. And I or think or
2: taking care of their own IPs. Yeah,
0: I mean, Square Enix with their new IP strategy are clearly thinking about the next generation. Yeah. I mean, even if Square Enix followed, say, BioWare's release
1: schedule, they released Mass Effect like two years after Mass Effect Two, like Mass Effect Three isn't out until February. Yeah which is I think that's what they're doing with 13 and 132.
2: I think they should just take a they should just take notes from how well movies do as well. Like I mean, video games and movies, they are kind of similar and they are becoming pretty similar cuz it gets to the point where you're just kind of like, wow, there's another Saw movie coming out, but it's been a new Saw movie every year since pretty much I think probably Saw 3 and like It's just gone completely south to what Saw originally was. Yeah,
0: it just makes the franchise lose its sheen.
2: Exactly, and Saw was a really good film. It was fantastic, so well thought out, so perfect in its design, but they just completely lost it because they just got too greedy and too much on a routine where they were just like, oh, well, we have to come out with a new one every year, so then... It just lost everything and that it originally I mean, was.
0: There were. I was having a discussion with someone recently who said that they they didn't um, they didn't think that what Activision were doing was necessarily bad. Like, sure, from a personal perspective, they they thought that you know pumping out these games every year is really bad because it you know it just it really um, desensitizes Tarnishes. you. Yeah, like yeah. you know you you just get you get used to it. Mm-hmm. But he was saying like if you're a business. You have to try and make as much money as you can because you never know when the next big hit's going to come along, and that is that that is what the Western mentality has brought along, I feel because the Japanese people they were like, "Well, we can't rely on our franchises like the next big thing has got to be something that we make up. We should try to surpass what we've already done
2: yeah
0: I mean like you look at um how things were i mean there were still obviously sequels, but mm there are so many... If you look at, like, the Mega Drive and the N64, the PlayStation, there were sequels, but there were also so many new IPs. Yeah. And then... You were, look at the PS2 game library, and it's huge. Yeah, and the, and the thing is that even back in those days, like, before the PS2, you look at how many Mega Drive games there were released. You look at how many um, snares games or N64, Dreamcast. You may struggle to get a 1,000 per console. Yeah. Whereas this generation, you you get, like well I would, I'm, this is probably going to be grossly out of proportion but it seems like you get at least five to six hundred a year yeah and we've been going for five years
2: it's just ridiculous like it's ridiculous to kind of think about how how south games have gone i mean like we all make fun of movie games right now but uh disney games on the mega drive on the sega genesis they were actually pretty top notch games. They were awesome and like you could play them forever. And now it's just like everybody's become so focused on just oh no, we have to get the we have to get the game out when the movie is released, so low quality, low budget, um
0: People will buy it anyway.
2: People will buy it anyway just because it's the thing. And it's like And no. that's the
1: problem.
0: People buy it anyway despite it being crap. That's just people, well. people don't want to Like I guess the same with Sonic as well. Mm -hmm. Like there were X amount of people who wanted just bought it because it was Sonic, and and they would put up with it. They would Mm -hmm. put up with the fact it was a bad game. Yeah. And that's the problem. People put up with it. Like how many people go out and buy Modern Warfare because they're like, oh wow, the original Modern Warfare was amazing. This one's going to be great too. I'm going to play online. I'm going to do all this stuff, and they're they're not really caring about the fact it's pretty much the same game that they played and have been playing. Anyway, uh, we have just like gone on a yeah, massive we've gone m- That is a massive massively. rant. Massive rant, yes. Sorry. Indeed. Yes, we're going to apologize now. Well, I'm going to mainly apologize. I'm sorry. It's that's I'm, a good discussion. It's an emotional time. A good He's discussion. tearing up right now. He's got a yeah. man tear yeah. flowing yeah. down his cheek.
2: Aww. Yeah, I know. You want a tissue?
0: No. I want Platinum Games to make a JRPG. for, <laughs> for <sure>. Yes, yes, <laughs> that's oh, some that, point. Come on.
1: Try to do everything. On, you
0: can do it. Anarchy Reigns is going to be amazing right so burning question time we have quite a few responses this episode and thanks to everyone who either submitted a response on the forums or on twitter the question was when do you think we'll see Final Fantasy vs 13 release
1: and we'll start off with a comment from the Ninja Max on the forums who says my hope is we'll see a Japanese release for vs 13 by late 2012 with a Western release early to mid-2013. Any longer, and I may accuse Square Enix and Nomura are truly utter incompetence. I mean, this bloody game has already been in development for six years. Give us something to show for it.
2: <laughs> I know, I know what you mean. And I think, it's sad to say, but I think that it wasn't... It, um, who was it that said that? Uh, was it Nomura who said that it's not looking like it's going to be released even for 2012? No, it's Kitaze who Kitaze? Said it to me, yeah. Yeah, he said it doesn't even look like it'll be released for 2012. So uh, I think we're looking at 2013, honestly.
0: Also, side note on that point, it's been in development for six years, and if it comes out in 2012, it'll be more than that. How could they not do a simultaneous release in that time? Come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 seriously. And I mean, uh,
1: to be fair, uh, I think un- until recently, they've only been in pre-production. They've been like testing out tech. Like They've been it was originally supposed to use the, the Crystal Tools engine but then they totally it's scrapped massive, that and made massive a game specific engine and now they are incorporating the Luminous engine yes. into
0: it. But anyway, right, the next response was from Twitter and it was from some guy called Jesus, Jesus and he said, I think Versus will get a release at the beginning of 2013 a year after Final Fantasy XIII Part 2 I hope it's late 2012 though.
1: I think we all hope it's late 2012, but that seems optimistic.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: I say even late 2013 by the looks of it.
2: I know. <laughs> it's so sad. We're
0: going to see Final Fantasy XV before it. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh and it'll be gosh. an action RPG.
2: And then um, Kingdom Hearts 3 will never see the light of day.
1: Not in this lifetime.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, alright, this next one is from Simone on the Forums. And they said, I thought about this for a while now. I feel like it would most likely come out sometime during 2013. I think if it was coming out during 2012, they would have a little bit more information, unless they were planning on talking about it at Jump Festa. But thankfully, it's in full production now, and it looks like um, it looks almost like it's almost there. That's a lot of almost. I can wait another year.
0: (laughs) See, if they were going to actually do things properly, though, and they were... um, Like, who's to say that They couldn't release it next year. Like, If they suddenly came to the premium first-party production thing in January and showed quite a lot, and then they went to E3 and showed it off quite a lot, as we were saying, Skyrim only announced in December... One year. Yeah. like It took one year for them to put it out. Why can't Square Enix do that? That's true. Because it's Square Enix.
2: They need to get their act together.
1: (laughs) I kid. Anyway, (laughs) the next... The next one is from Remus on the forums who says beginning of 2014 two years since 13 was released now 13.2 comes out so it would be logical to take that long I, I, it's not logical when it's been six years <laughs> but yeah I have yeah. to say I don't really care anymore because in 2012 there will be so many great games released that I'm still waiting for that I don't care about Versus in 2012
2: yeah I, I do feel like Versus has kind of lost its way but um, especially I think coming a lot of from... fans
0: are excited for it as much i think the problem is that uh, actually i'll talk about the end
2: okay well especially coming from somebody like me who waited really long for um starcraft ghost to come out and then all of a sudden my hopes were shattered because they decided to cancel they decided to cancel the game and it was a whole freaking reason why i got a playstation 2
0: they're there they're there
2: yeah so it's okay you ended
0: up with ff10 yes well, the next comment so is I'm from Crisis Core Kid, and Lauren will love this because he said, "Never, <laughs> dun dun dun. It would never be released." That's depressing, actually. It's just been a massive troll.
1: I certainly su- hope it would, it will be released. Maybe not next year, but twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen. I mean, come on, by then it would have been like seven, eight years. It's starting to become Duke Duke forever.
2: <laughs> yeah, truth. All right. Well, this. I know, uh...
1: I'll I'll say one thing. They did show quite a bit at. This yeah, this year's first uh, production. Premiere. Yeah, we haven't
0: heard anything since.
1: <laughs> so maybe on uh, next month they'll release a ton of information. I've got my hope. Well, no, I don't have my hopes up. I've got my fingers crossed.
2: So this next one is from Caitlin Lewanski on Twitter, who says, "Who knows? I saw trailers for that like two years ago, and I'm kind of pissed it hasn't been released yet."
0: I saw trailers for about six years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, seriously, what I was going to say earlier is that um, I think when it was announced, everyone was really excited for Versus 13 because the graphics looked really cool. Oh, it looked hot. And like, everyone was really excited about the whole Fabulous Nova Crystallis idea and having all these games in like a, a mini-franchise. And we were talking about this a bit earlier, actually, because I was thinking, like, what games came out as a PS3 exclusive at the, at the launch title? And you had games like Genji Days of the Blade. That was, that was a long time ago now. Yeah. who remembers? But like, but but like, you know, that's the thing though. Like, if if you compare Ridge Racer Seven to games, racing games now, it's like night and day, and that's the same console generation. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's not wrong to compare it to Duke Nukem Forever because the Duke Nukem Forever problem happened because the the developers kept thinking, oh, this new techs come out, we need to make it better, and then. Every single time they kept doing that, they were adding more and more and more and more and more, and they never got to the point where they actually wanted to release it anymore. Versus thirteen, if it comes out, it has to be really, really good. Now, if yeah. if
1: it comes out with the standard of a launch title, it's people
0: aren't going to be very satisfied well, with it. I think no. if it's not one of the best games ever made, people it's gonna do irreparable harm.
2: Yeah, because should.
0: people have like you know, if you've got have a gaming development for that long, expectations increase.
2: Yeah,
0: and that, I think that's why Come Forever* got slated quite a lot because it felt like a game that was designed ten years ago.
2: That's why everybody. Then again, just you do. look at
1: you look at how Blizzard. Well, then again, this is Blizzard we're talking about. How they did *StarCraft 2 well, and I that think, took like thirteen think, years.
0: But I think well, it wasn't thirteen years of development. Come on, no, no they no, just well, waited No, but long. it's thirteen years
1: of waiting and expectations.
0: Yeah. And it's the same with Diablo Three as well, like you know they they are masters of their craft, though, and you know that when the game comes out, it's going to be like an industry changer versus Square Enix don't have that pedigree, they just don't, and like the the two times that they have taken a long time to do a game, which is twelve and thirteen, they're the two games in recent history from the Farmhandsy series that have had the the biggest divide amongst fans. So even Although, though... Although, you know, FF12 got a perfect score from Famitsu. It did, but it didn't get the perfect score from a lot of fans.
2: I just True. think it's, it's definitely best to just ignore... Like, things are always going to be upgrading. Things are always going to be improving around you. That's just the way that our age is. It's the information age. Everything's going to always be updated. But I think everybody should just focus on what kind of atlased it, they released a game that was years after the um, after the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 were released. They released Persona four on the PS2, but it still did well because it was good for that for that time. And like I think people focus way too much on just being like, oh we have to keep upgrading. We have to keep upgrading. Look at this new technology. And before you know it, we have like six years. <laughs>
0: well, I mean, I think the big reverses is that is the game design going to be relevant to today's, today's standards?
2: That's true too. I don't know. We, I just think it's well, they've we'll shot find themselves out in the foot. Later. I think they really, they really have shot themselves in the foot. With probably this
0: one. later, to probably yeah. sooner. Right. Yeah, so, moving on, we are now going to try and bash through some of these questions because okay. this show's been going on for quite some time answer, now. One more answer, guys. One more answer. Yeah, we'll- so, Colin, would you like to take the first one?
1: Right, the first one is from You Love Patrick. I bet you do. <laughs> As reported on the site, Kitase went on record that FF15 may go the way of an action RPG rather than the traditional turn based strategy from prior games. You know, even FF13 uses the turn based active time battle system. Would you like to see this move being more in the way of FF12 or more towards Kingdom Hearts?
0: I wouldn't like to see this move at all because action RPG to me does seem like Kingdom Hearts or Nier or Zelda. Not necessarily. You know. You could get something like Skyrim which is action
1: but there's also a lot of strategy and depth in how you can mix things up. So I don't bit.
0: classify that as an action RPG though. I classify it as a Western RPG. Action RPG for me is where um, primarily you've got like Nier. Nier is the perfect example of an action RPG. Yeah. Like the, the leveling isn't a big deal. The combat and the and all that is the main part because really the combat in Skyrim isn't the best. Like if you want to compare, the combat in Skyrim is what you make it to be. If you go around, you know,
1: using a sword and a shield and just doing that over and over again, of course it's going to get repetitive. But if you mix it with, say,
0: sword or conjure a familiar, it's it's effectively like you've got your action adventure game. So you've got like Castlevania, for example, Mm -hmm. the recent Castlevania game, and then. If you add in a load of RPG elements, there you've got your action RPG. Now, do I think that this is a good way for them to go? If they want to get a broader audience, hell yes. If they want to completely destroy their fan base, hell no. (laughs) Because a lot of people play Final Fantasy games because it's relaxed. You know, it's a turn-based game. I know that was... um... I don't know,
1: I thought thirteen
0: was pretty stressful. Exactly. For for the wrong reasons. A lot of people didn't like that. Because... It, for for once, like you know, previous Final Fantasy games, really, if you gr- if you grinded, um, you never really had to, it was the battles were, like you know maybe the final boss battle is going to be stressful because they do an attack and it takes you down to one health and you've got to heal before they get the next turn or whatever. But none of it was ever really time sensitive. Yeah. It was as stressful as and you it, made it. Whereas in thirteen, it was very very time sensitive. You had to make now, so snap thir- decisions. Thirteen
1: two is even more so because they've taken out that posing bit when you change paradigms or even now in quick in the quick time events you have to choose which button to push exactly and yeah. it changes the outcome I don't and see why that is I was not expecting thing. I was not expecting that when I played it at the preview event I just thought oh hey quick time quick time event let's push a button and there's like two buttons on screen and I'm like which one which one is it one's gun and one's melee and I don't know which one to pick
0: <laughs> I mean the, the the way you can identify it is Square Enix is two key franchises aside from Dragon Quest kingdom hearts final fantasy there are the people that like both most of the what well, the kingdom hearts people that like both will have gone to kingdom hearts because of the final fantasy integration but there's also the massive amount of kingdom hearts fans that don't like final fantasy mm-hmm. and there's also a large amount of final fantasy fans that don't like kingdom hearts
1: mm-hmm.
0: making the games the same is that going to be a solution
2: i don't think so
1: See, that's kind of what they're doing with Versus Thirteen.
0: Exactly. So, why do they need yeah. to, if they've got Versus Thirteen as their option? Like, why do they need to think about making Final Fantasy Fifteen an action RPG? Sure, if they want to try and evolve the Japanese RPG, then they can do that. But I, I, it really upsets me to think that they're just going to throw away their roots because they want to make some more money.
1: Yeah. I think what they should do is keep the main, the main numbered Final Fantasies. Maybe not turn-based, but active time battle. You know, just keep on evolving that system.
2: Yeah. You, and if, playing, if, you if look- they want
1: to do action RPG, they've got Versus 13. If they want to do something more like a Western RPG, you can dump that on one of the Western developers and do that as a spin-off.
2: Definitely. The thing... But, okay. Um, okay. Um. Well, and... I mean, I'm I'm not trying to say that I'm like a lazy gamer or I'm like a poor gamer or something. I mean, I play games like Demon Souls, which are relatively hard and have fun with them but when it comes to like japanese rpgs especially like Final fantasy i like to kind of take a seat a back seat like i i really do like just kind of lazing through it and grinding every once in a while to get my levels up but not really like i'll have the occasional annoying boss battle like seymour guado in um in Final Fantasy X on or Mount Gazette oh, that was a pain in the butt. But um, yeah, I I like that because I'm not focusing on the gameplay for Final Fantasy, and this definitely goes back to what I was saying previously that I play the games for the story. So, I mean, if they started making it into an action RPG, I would just kind of be like, uh, but this isn't Final Fantasy. This isn't yeah. this isn't what I bought the game for.
0: As a slight interjection here, Colin, you may know this better than me. What, how was the gameplay in Dragon Quest Nine? Dragon Quest IX?
1: Uh, I don't know. I haven't played Dragon Quest Nine.
0: Because from what I remember, uh, or what I've heard, that was very traditional JRPG. It's still very turn-based, yet that was the best-selling Dragon Quest I'd ever made. And like, the sales were absolutely amazing. And the reason why I'm referencing this is because it really just shows signs of greed you look at a company like Tecmo Koei. Dynasty Warriors gets critically slated every single time because the developers or the the reviewers are just like this is really boring you know there's not really much to it the game is so crap blah 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 but the fans absolutely love it yeah and like Koei are really focused on the fans that's all they care about and as long as they're keeping their fans happy they're happy like they're not worried about trying to if they want to try and capture another audience they make another game like you know there will be the people that don't like the chinese romance the the kingdoms um story so they made samurai warriors instead or they made dynasty warriors gundam or they made uh warriors legends of troy for the westerners to try and get those people in but dynasty warriors stays dynasty warriors exactly and they still sell bucket loads like this has I think that's what Square
1: Enix needs to do and are doing because see, they have thirteen and thirteen two, which is the more traditional turn based uh systems. And then you have versus thirteen, which is action
0: RPG, and then you have Type Zero, which is kind of a mix of both. But they don't need to change the core, that's the thing. Like there's nothing called exactly. evolution. The Dynasty Warriors franchise has evolved quite a lot since the original, like, Dynasty Warriors two. But the core roots are still the same. It's still about these guys going around killing thousands of people in in a battle system which is pretty ridiculous and pretty fun yeah exactly and it's and if they change that i think the franchise would fall apart honestly like no one would buy it but that's because Kowie and like companies like nice as well you know like Disgaea, the guy the sky formula has stayed the same all this and time if they,
1: see, if they wanted to change it out they they made they made phantom brave which is kind of like this guy but the it's it's not on a grid. Oh, they have it's the printing games, free 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 movement one, and yeah, you have the printing games, just like an action platformer, and pe- the
0: the fans still loved them. I think that's the thing, like you know, the the the, the spinner, like Crystal Chronicles, had them. Everyone loved Crystal Chronicles. Like no one liked the single player, granted, but the multiplayer, everyone loved. It sold over a million copies, which in that day and age was great. Yeah. Because it, they handled the Final Fantasy franchise in a way that showed respect to it. And it showed a respect for the fans, and I think that's and what... not
1: just about
0: making money. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, so we uh, we I think we have uh, carried on with another little bit of rant there. A <laughs> <And> second rant. <laughs> Too the many show.
2: rants. this show.
0: Sorry, we everyone. This the, like,
1: rant, the ranting. Final I'm, I'm Podcast,
0: sure so. that we have said numerous things that make no sense. I know I usually make things that make say things that make no sense. They make sense at the time. <laughs> we but, speak our mind yeah. although our minds don't necessarily make sense
2: but in any case our last question is from Axken on the forums who asks would you ever want to see a Final Fantasy game where you get um? would you ever want to see a Final Fantasy game where you can design customize the look of the main character dot 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 I wouldn't
1: that wait <laughs> I thought that was from You Love Patrick well I think we got the names mixed up but whatever yes I do want to see a Final Fantasy game where you can design and customize the look of your main character and even name him whatever you want to name but I don't think that it should be a main numbered game as we were saying before you know it should be like a spin-off or something mm-hmm. and uh, the one thing I think uh. is that Square Enix will have to change their narrative style a lot in order to incorporate something like this
0: the way the the the, the way they traditionally uh, they would have to just bake a western RPG pretty
1: much And unlike JRPGs, which are kind of, you know, they strictly adhere to a plot line and you just go through it, Western RPGs tend to be a little bit more open and you can sandboxy, you can kind of do what you want whenever you want.
0: I guess Mass Effect would be the only example of where it's worked in the same way that Final Fantasy would, because you have Shepard still as the main character and you have a cast of characters that join your party. No other game that is Western that that I can think of really works in that way. Silence. Not that I can. Everyone's well, not that
2: I can think about the memory. No,
0: most most
1: Western RPGs have either faceless uh, personas that that I guess you play as, and the story is more broader than. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I mean, I, I think that's one of like you go on GameFAQs, for example, and whenever they do a um, ultimate ba- ultimate character or the at the moment they've got ultimate duels. How many Final Fantasy characters are in there? I mean, yeah. come on. It's like, you can't... And it's always the protagonists. Yeah. You can't... like Imagine if Cloud Strife was a faceless person. It would just <laughs> have no impact whatsoever.
2: No, and I think that's kind of where um, where the Persona series went wrong a little bit. Is because the main character doesn't even have a voice. The main character doesn't even talk. Like, I think the main character says one word throughout the entire thing. So it's all about all the other characters which works but then again you I just think, don't have that you don't have that central character that you can go to and be like Hugs I love you
1: I think you know Bioware has it right with the Mass Effect series yeah because they've even though uh, you can customize and most people use Bay shepherd. shepherd, yeah they use ba- they have they have a Bay Shepard i use Girl Shepherd, and it's also that you know, Shepard's been mythologized as the hero of Mass Effect. Everyone knows who he is, mm-hmm. with or without a face. It's, like
0: it's kind of <laughs> like Master Chief as well. Yeah,
1: it's true. Yeah, Master Chief has no face. No.
0: But everyone knows who Master Chief is. So, um, yeah, um, I would like to apologize there because the first question was actually from Axe Ken. No? Wait, what the hell happened Duh, there? Mess, the nin- messing it the up, like I saying, blah, 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 blah. I would like to. Uh, before we continue, I'd like to actually apologise because the first question was from the Ninja Max, not You Love Patrick, and the second question was from You Love Patrick, not Axe Ken. Sorry. Yeah, sorry about that. That's the Though first time it's ever clarify. happened.
1: Mm. <laughs> It'll it was... probably happen oh, again.
0: Well. Yeah, we've we've set the standard low now.
2: Yay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, uh, we're then going to go on to our music segment. And the music is from Final Fantasy VI, or Final Fantasy III, if you're American. And the arrangement is of the prelude from the game. And it's called Final Fantasy VI Prelude Infallible Remix. And it's done by a guy called Morris Gattis 200 on SoundCloud. It's uh, pretty dope. Yeah. Pretty dope.
2: It is pretty dope.
0: They were the words that he himself described it.
2: Yes. Actually, he wrote Dope question mark i am ron burgundy
0: <laughs> so yeah it's uh I, I, it's pretty different from the arrangements that we've had on the past i think yeah but i i think we've only ever had when, i think we've been trying to get more off the wall arrangements in recently <laughs> and i think we've only had one nay which was i can't even remember what that one what one that was is that the um, massive dubstep one
1: oh maybe oh my goodness <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh,
2: yeah, this one I was actually having fun with because I only yeah, it... know like one or two raps and the one that I know is I Need a Doctor and it really works well if you just say, if you just do the lyrics to the song, it really works well.
0: Yes, so there you are. If you want to rap along, then then feel free. <laughs> I picked the song because um, this is going to be our last Final Fantasy Union of the Year. And I wanted us to go out with a Bang. Uh, I guess uh, you know a Shazam? No. Shaquilla more of a, a somber kind of song, you know? Oh, relaxed.
2: Okay. I was gonna say Shaquille O'Neal, but that's okay.
0: Yeah, it's not in your face, blam. It's it's more <laughs> like Where my t-shirt. We're sad, we'll be back next year though.
2: We're more like Catopy, Catopy, yeah.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if a Pokemon references then no one will understand. You we don't play know. Pokemon on this podcast.
2: You never know.
1: That's what you think. I have, well, no, my sister has Pokemon.
0: Exactly, black. Colin.
2: I play Pokemon. Just saying.
1: No, you don't. Pokemon is awesome. Not, yes, not the new 500.
0: I play gold. What's the nonsense crap. I
2: love gold. 151,
1: that's where it's at. Ooh, that rhymed. I should be a, ripe, a rapper.
0: <laughs> there you go, Colin. You can rap over the ending music with that. I <laughs> would <laughs> oh, not. Yeah. So <laughs> yes, uh, this is gonna be our last podcast of the year. We will be returning in the new year though. Um I think it's oh, probably really, gonna be have some news
1: on Versus thirteen.
0: Yeah, maybe we will. Uh it should be around the second or third week of January, so we'll let, we'll let you know when that's gonna happen. But we will be back. Do not worry. If you want to listen to all our previous shows, then please feel free to go on iTunes. If you The search, past 61 episodes. Yes. yes. Plus it, the interviews. Plus the interviews and all the Kingdom Hearts episodes we do as well. Uh, if you search for Final Fantasy on iTunes, we are the number one podcast. And obviously, if you want to subscribe to carry on listening to us next year, then please do feel free. We will be more than happy to have you. Excellent. Yes. You can also catch all of our Final Fantasy news on FinalFantasyUnion.com. Which is done by Banaz primarily.
2: Yay, Banaz!
0: And. Why you keep
1: butchering her name?
0: D- well, uh, we butchers everyone's name. It's become it's a what tradition, yes. Yeah. I mean, everyone calls you tradition. Colin. So.
2: <sighs> commander!
0: Yes, the Commander. That's we Commander. We call you, Colin Shepherd to you. instead. <laughs> <laughs> I should name my Mass Effect character that. Commander Colin!
2: Commander Colin!
1: <laughs>
0: Yes, uh, where else can you catch this show, Colin? Uh, you can catch it on
1: Final Fantasy FXN.net. David's Final Fantasy. Yes. No longer FF13. Lauren, what are you doing?
2: <laughs> Having fun.
1: <laughs> right, I was as I was saying, David's uh, Final Fantasy website.
0: Yes, so before this degenerates into mindless drivel,
1: I need coffee.
0: Yeah, Lauren needs coffee apparently. Colin is. I don't know what Colin's doing. And
1: I'm just sitting here flabbergasted. Yeah, so
0: <laughs> I think everyone should say their farewells now for the year.
1: Bye bye. Wow, that's a pretty big farewell.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm Daryl saying goodbye. This has been a wonderful year. Yes. It's been a great. I think it's been a great year for the podcast. There has been a lot of things that have happened throughout the year. Um, mm-hmm. Done some very positive things. I mean, you know, Colin capped it off by. Seeing Final Fantasy Thirteen Part Two way before release date in L.A. First three hours, And exactly. uh, just
1: so you know, I think it's great.
0: No, we are we are really stepping in the right direction with everything Final Fantasy, and uh, I think it's a really positive time for everyone involved.
1: Yay! Except for those looking forward for Versus
0: Thirteen. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm sorry. I just had to be a downer.
2: <laughs>
0: Thanks, Colin. Control. We get oh. theatre for them soon, so. Yeah.
1: Yes, I cannot wait for Theatrhythm.
0: Are oh, you saying Theatrhythm now? Not Theatrhythm. Yeah. Theatrhythm. Hey. That sounds funny.
2: I can't wait for Boom Street.
0: But, oh, yes, Boom Street! Although it has no Final Fantasy characters in it. No,
2: not today. I Fantasy Brigade! I'm hoping for DLC.
0: Boom Street is going to be awesome.
2: Anyways, that is a story for another show.
0: Yes, so I am Daryl saying goodbye for the year. This has been a TweaksMusic.com and FinalFantasyUnion.com production.